Welcome to the new series of Splitfire Gaming Podcast for the new year of, uh, what is it, 2022? There's been a tiny gap in these uh, episodes. Um, sorry for that, the real world uh, intruded and I ended up playing loads of games and then didn't have time to talk about it. So what an excuse. Uh, what's happened since the last episode? 40k got more complicated. It's now about as complicated as that note that the Zodiac Killer produced. And that's about it. So on with that introduction, that's all done. I'll introduce my guest today, who is Scott. Welcome, Scott. Thank you very much. It's good of you to turn up to be the first... How does it feel to be the first guest of the new oh. year? Well, it, 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 it really vindicates how long it's taken us to get onto the podcast by having such a delay and being first of the year. I'm definitely worth waiting for, as I'm you, sure everyone will agree. You might as well do it with style. Well, that's, you know, as, as I do everything else, obviously. Exactly. Because Graham's done it before you and Alan's done it before. So they were just the warm-up acts in many ways. Well, yeah. In, in so many different ways. Did you have an exciting 2021 in hobby? In hobby in 2021... Um, Attended the Cardiff Crusade, which was excellent. Um, had lots of fun in lots of different ways. Cardiff is a really savage place, and the event was really, really, like, genuinely fun. Just um, to point out, we agreed before the recording to edit what we said about how savage Cardiff was as a place. Savage place. Um, started, really got stuck in the VC on a much more heavy basis rather than sort of flitting around um, Empire quite a lot. Don't we all know uh, the uh, multiple screen list that you came up with? <laughs> um, uh, otherwise, in the hobby world, unfortunately, didn't get to attend as many events as I'd like to between COVID and work and everything else, sadly, but reinvigorated, ready for a, what is looking to be a very active 2022. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of tournaments coming up, at least three or four I'm aware of that I've signed up for already. Yes, what there's 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 the Stockton a tournament this weekend, which is a yeah. smaller one in the north. We've got Triple Crown as ever, the, the big GT later in the year. That's April, I think. The North Remembers, which unfortunately I can't attend, but I know you're you're going to that in. one. Yeah. Cardiff two, got, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> We've then got the the northern event, that triple crown run in the Derby area, and that just takes us up to mid July. I'm really hoping that some of organizers uh, realize that every event is in the front court, front half of the year, <laughs> and find some events in the autumn to attend, which would be an absolute treat. Well, autumn's sort of left out, isn't it? Because Graham usually runs his in the winter um, to see out the year, and then yeah, autumn's this big, fertile, open territory to just someone can invade it. And... <laughs> If anyone wants to organise a tournament in autumn, I can guarantee at least a couple of people who are definitely going to be there. I'll be there. I've got no life. Well, exactly. Like, what if, what better have we things to do? Like, my wife doesn't want to spend any more time with us. The dog's <laughs> trying to get us. I'm all about a Warhammer event. There you go. You heard it here first. All three people who are still listening to this. If one of you wants to organise a tournament, do it. Did you get much painted last year? Did I personally get Not as much as you. I went on a right, right, um, crazy painting stream. Ah, uh, what did I personally paint last year? It wasn't a lot. 
like I was anyone who knows me knows my painting is my least favorite part of the hobby and the area that I'm particularly not very good at or enjoy. I think I personally painted last year um six river trolls for me orcs and goblins, six crypt ghouls for VC. Similar sized models there. Did I you know, I sadly don't think I painted anything else last year. I base coated quite a few things, which my wife then painted, but personally, that's all I painted, I think, last year. I, I made a, if we ever do a review of the year, which I, I don't know if I will or not, but last year I said I wanted 2,400 points of high elves painted, and I blew past that uh, target by mid year. Uh, I don't know what went wrong or what went wrong with me. I just couldn't stop painting. So now more than half of my high elves are finished. But however, I'm now burnt out. So I was going to do some painting today and I couldn't be bothered to get the paints out. Actually, you've done this year, though, you have, to be fair, you, you have done incredibly well with your high elf pin. I, I, had to, I had to get into the mood. And it's funny, once you get into the habit of it, and um, I just was looking for more stuff to paint. Because I used to just, like, I'll paint the trim on this unit and then I'll move and do a bit of this unit and then do a bit of this unit. Last year, I just I want this unit done, and I'm not doing anything else until it's done. Then I'll move on to the next unit, and that seemed to work a lot more. So I haven't yeah. been doing that for the three prior years. For the little painting I actually do, it's predominantly done, I'll paint a unit at a time. I definitely think that's the way to do it, having failed massively previously. What else have I got written down here? Achievement of last year. Did you win anything last year? I can't remember. I came fourth in Cardiff out of what was it, seventy people who attended? That was yeah, pretty that good. Was, that was big. That. Um, to be fair, I was quite pleased with that. Considering I took for a vampire list is a very fluffy list. Um, like me, me general can be cannoned off the board, and then the entire army falls apart. So that was quite an achievement. Had some incredible games, but no. Did I win anything last year? No. no. I haven't won anything yet. I don't know why I play this game. Yes, I do. Uh, what else? I should have written this in sort of legible English, shouldn't I? Oh, um, I've put here uh, filth lists, which I assume is a dig at yourself. I, I mean, I think that's incredibly rude. <laughs> not, it's not it's untrue, not, though, it's not, is it? It's absolute, how dare you, sir? In the typical, in the, I suppose, the current English comp system that is the most well used, which is is, is the good guys at Triple Crown, um, in their scoring, the highest comp scoring list I've taken this year, or period, I think, is about plus five. What is your list? It doesn't say on the notes what my lists were. <laughs> Let's assume it's at least negative five because you're an absolute monster. As I am a man of fluff and fun themed lists. Um, two terror guys um, and scabscrath. That's not fluff. I don't, I don't care how you've manipulated the comp system to give you plus five, but that's not fluff. I, 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 I disagree. I think that's rude for you to suggest otherwise. <laughs> rude. I just thought I've, I've put here, um, we've played each other quite a few times and it's, um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it without being, making it sound like I'm being 
nasty when I'm not, but it's not like finesse tactics. You are a massively aggressive <laughs> fantasy player, I've noticed. No, you're right. To be fair, I, I do like aggressive lists, to be honest. Um, I've written, and to be fair, I say I've written, I've alongside Steve uh, played around with a, what can only be described as a, an outrageous zombie horde list for vampires, which comes really, really well. Is that the one you played on Alan's channel? Um... Yes. I played against Alan. <laughs> God. Um, what was it, 250 Alan, zombies? It starts with about 200 zombies, and it can finish the game with up to 650 zombies. No thanks. Um, which how many have, like, have I got? I think I've got about 700 zombies in the shed, I think. Um, but it's an absolute grind fest, which which is is hilarious. But you're right; it's not the type of Warhammer I tend to play. I tend to play like aggressive, for better or worse. A lot of the times, worse. A lot of the times, hilariously well. But I like aggressive games of Warhammer, as you said. Yeah, like all or nothing. The same way I play me magic players. If it's not worth six dice, is it even worth casting? I was just about to come on to this. I think uh, the first time we met was playing Triumph and Treachery at um, with Andy and Liam, I think. Yes. Uh, just the thing I can wear with is six dice and everything, because why would you do it any other way? But, right? If, in for a penny, in for a pound. You can just... Uh, the risk of miscast, it's just a occupational hazard. It is. I, I completely agree. Um, and frankly, I, I I smile almost as much when I get sucked into the warp as I do when I when I cast something with six dice because it's hilarious. And that's why you play the game. That's uh, appropriate um, for the topic we're going to come on to. Oh, you you won a you did what did you tournament did you win? Was that the year before? I won the first. Yeah, it was the year before. It was the first event that Tim hosted. In yes, that's Derby. right. No, that was uh, that was Sheffield, wasn't it? Sheffield. Apologies. Yeah, you're right. It was Sheffield, um, and I mean, coincidentally, that was also with me. Three scream vampire list. That's just don't don't read too much into that. Oh, to be fair though, at that event and at Cardiff, when I fin- like, finished fourth, I was incredibly fortunate with my list to not have to play any Empire players with cannons because that's the bane of my list. Where did I, that was the one where I played Steve and where it was like that hard cut from I'm winning to uh, I'm packing up my army having lost. I, I, don't, I don't know what happens. Yeah. That's, that quite often happens when you're playing Steve, to be honest. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the skill he's got. I, I lost. I don't exactly know what happened. Um <laughs> Going well for a little while, and then all of a sudden, it really, really wasn't. Um, it, well, we might as well um, go on to the topic then. So, we've decided to rate our top five spells in the magic phase in um, Warhammer Fantasy. This is from the Eight Laws, um, but also can include any of the individual uh, army laws. Uh, so, what's that? Dark, high beasts, uh, chaos dwarf, vampires. And then there's the, the laws of chaos as well, isn't there? So they're all the gods. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I, I've, I've essentially stuck to the rule book, the, the, the big red book, magic laws. I, I have mostly yeah, I mean, stuck to that. There is spells in some of the army-specific laws. 
I, I couldn't. For any players out there like myself, we'll just throw a huge shout out to Ash Storm, which yes. is undoubtedly a spell in the game. Yeah, hands down, it's incredible. I was going to give a uh, special mention to that myself because it's um, it's so good. Yeah, and it synergizes so well with the rest of the army. It makes things flammable, stops them charging, atom, stops them casting spells. Like it's the law of Hashut is the law of fire on steroids. <laughs> it's like everything else. It's the law of fire mixed in with shadow That's, and um, heavens and all sorts. It's yeah, because chaos dwarfs are proper dwarfs. Real dwarfs worship Hashut. I, I agree. Um, the dwarfs abandoned their kin and uh, left them to die in the wilderness, and then they managed to survive, and then refused to talk about it ever ever again. So that's that's how the noble and honourable and uh, grudge-bearing that, dwarfs deal with their own uh, kin. That is something you and I can 100% <laughs> agree on. That's exactly how it happened. Kiosk dwarfs are actually the good guys, and the other dwarfs are traitors yeah. and cowards. Backstab their own kin, and they have the gall to write grudges in their own book. Any dwarf players out there who may listen to this, um, you deserve it. You're bad people, and you're, you're bad, bad people. There you go. That's the first point of agreement of the, of the episode. Um, did you have any trouble... Picking a top five because there's a lot to choose from. Well, well I I kind of started by removing the killer spells as an option to myself. So I I love as we sort of just touched on. I love the killer spells. I love a dice a, a spell worth throwing six dice at. Final transmutation is undoubtedly an amazing spell and something I've used quite a lot with me empire. Wet Purple sun. Purple <laughs> Uh, Dwellers Below, once again, a spell I've used a lot, uh, more so with my lizard men, but I love it. And then Pit of Shades. Again, like, these killer spells are just incredible. Um, but I've kind of put them to a side because they're so obviously very good spells that I wanted to remove them from like my mindset, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I think I was saying this on another one. Um, although the, the massive damage spells are great, um, I really like the more buffing or hexing spells because um, they, they can just swing an entire unit's abilities either to damage you or to put out damage. So uh, my list is sort of more reflective of that. Um, there is yeah. one particular I spell think, in that uh, is quite damaging. But we're going to have very. I think in that regard, because I've removed the out-and-out aggressive spells. Um, just because anyone who knows me as you do like knows I'll have to throw six dice at those spells and then giggle about it. Um I've removed those ones from my list to really look at the more like utilitarian all comer spells that are just never gonna see you wrong regardless of who you're playing. I've found that when I was picking them, um my choices were changed because I've looked at the spell individually, not as part of the law. So my the spells here aren't necessarily from laws that I would always take. Which, uh, which I thought was quite... The other important thing to really mention when we're talking about like, the best spells, if if you if you sort of bracket them that way, is that it's, it's, it's hard to bring a five top spells because so much of the magic lore and what spells you pick are so army-dependent. Yeah. 
That's true. Um, so it's 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 trying to park, like say your high elf bias mevies to one side. That's going to be impossible. Uh, well, yes, because you like to play crutch hammer. Oh, um, this is getting cut out. Needs <laughs> to stay in there. It's the best line of the night. <laughs> and it's going to the cutting room floor. Some <laughs> some laws really synergize incredibly well with certain armies and certain sort of special rules, whereas some other armies, like some other spells don't. And I think when you're just trying to pick a best set of spells, I was trying to think of what spells work, what spells always work, almost regardless of what army you've picked them for. I did make an effort at that, and I may have failed, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> um, so, do you want to go first, or shall I? You, you, you go as host, and then. Well, my first one is um, Wisson's Wild Form, because now, what? what, what? Well, you tell us why. I'm just going to go right out there and say we clash immediately. <laughs> it... I've also put Wisson's on there. Wow. Well, that's because it's a good spell. Um, it is so. It, there's no situation in the game where plus one strength and plus one toughness um, isn't going to be really useful. And it's a signature spell. So you're getting it on your level one. You can take a cheap level one beast mage and just spam this spell and you'll get your money's worth. I totally agree. Um, exactly mirror what you said. There's not an, a, a unit in the game or a point in the game where plus one strength of toughness is, going to do your, is not going to come in handy. It's also quite a low cast value. Like relatively, I think it's ten, isn't um, it? So it's, it's one of the high yeah. level signatures, but still not terrible. Yes, yeah, it's high for a signature, but it's worth the the ten plus to cast. And to increase the range, it only goes up to thirteen plus, and they have that flexibility to really impact. I think um, the unit that you need to impact, like I don't know, if you've got relatively weak unit against a stronger unit, plus one strength and toughness can absolutely swing that combat. Or conversely, if you Need to blast through a unit. Plus one strength of toughness is absolutely going to assist that. Yeah. It can put off other charges, etc. Like, it just gives you such help to control the game. And also, if you're putting it on something like, uh, like if you've charged in with cavalry, it's one point easier to cast because it's uh, the lore attribute is if you cast it on a beast or a monster or something, it's one easier to cast. Well, it's yeah, it's not actually. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, cavalry, monstrous cavalry, monstrous infantry. Yeah, it's and it's it's one of those low attributes that I think sometimes gets well forgotten unless you play it a lot. I suppose to be fair. Yeah, I always forget about but, it because I don't generally take beast mages. Uh, I, I played lizard men. I often take the uh, signature spells, like wandering deliberations, because I uh, well, what might come to be evidence, I I absolutely love some of the signature spells. And having strength and toughness five Saurus warriors is incredible. <laughs> well, they've just become well. In fact, no, they're stronger than Chaos warriors, then, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're better than Chaos warriors just without the weapon skill. I say I, I don't generally. This is why I was saying I've picked ones that I I don't generally take the law, or I I wouldn't generally pick these if I was thinking of the law in jet in in total. But Wisson's wild form is. I think I'd ran a list 
I don't know about three or four months ago, and that's all it was. It was a one level one um, with a dragon, uh, with a prince on star dragon. So all his job was to just all your dice that I've got, just throw it all into Wisden's wild form, and he might get it off. And then for for high elves, that's strength three, uh, toughness three to toughness four is quite a big jump, especially when it was elves v elves. I think this kind of comes back to what we mentioned earlier that I would. I would never take a level four on beasts. No, the, the rest like ever. But I would take a and that's actually I say that never. But there is some actually incredibly look good spells in beasts, like savage beasts. Situationally, can be incredible. The um, um, curse of like uh, flock of doom is actually bizarrely good at taking out uh, like chaff. Amber, like it's a good, it's a good law. But it's never a law I would invest a level four into. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and you just you hoping to roll like Savage Beast and Curse of Anria. And if you don't, you're lumbered with was it um transformation of Kadon and stuff like that. And that's not as useful. But as a signature spell, it's it's um it's one of the best of the of the signatures, I think. I, I agree. Um Many a time I've run a level one beast mage just for wizards. Yeah, I think the only downside is it's pretty short range. And it's if you're running a level yeah. one, it's quite a high cast and value. But for the effect. Yeah. No, that's, I think a level a, a level two just gives you that little bit extra, but yeah, when points are tight. Um yeah, but you're right. The Wissens is such a generally just all round incredible spell. It's got nothing bad about it at all. What's uh other than age? Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 happily go in there next with with one of my favourite five spells. Go on. Um, it's, it's situationally better for some armies than others, but it's not bad for any army, and it can be an absolute game changer. Um, and this is one of my favourite laws, and it's Occam's Mind Razor from the Shadow Law. The uh, swap your strength with your leadership uh, one. Well, you just replace, yeah, you, you keep your leadership as is, and you replace your strength with your leadership value. I mean, this and it, it's just incredible. And it's, it's good for any army, because even if you're replacing strength three, and you've got leadership six, you, you have all of a sudden strength six, which is incredible. But for certain, any of the elves is just ridiculous. Now, when I used to run wood elves, so I was going to say, when I used to run wood elves, I always took a level four on shadow. It's just incredible. It synergizes so well. But I often take a shadow mage with my empire and a big block of 40 or 50 spearmen with an arc lector in there. And all of a sudden, you've got 50 strength nine human spearmen. Charges, fill your boots. Um. I, that was the build that I took to Graham's tournament in was it the back end of November. Yeah. yeah. The one I, I, I hid from you with COVID. Yeah, you pretended to have COVID so you didn't have to turn Yeah, that's it. I absolutely pretended to have COVID to, to avoid playing you guys. Well, the idea was it was um, a block of 50 spearmen uh, and a level four of um, shadow. And they had a, a, what do you call them? Anointed of Assyrian in there to give them a ward save, to sort of, yeah, to sort of protect oh, them as they go up. Uh, immune to psychology, 
And yeah, it was just roll, roll and hope for Occam's Mind Razor, get them into combat as soon as possible, and get Mind Razor on them. Um, what is an incredible run Occam's as well, just sort of on a sake because we're talking about elves, but followers of the true Phoenix Kings of the Dark Elves. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> one, one incredible way of running Occam's is small units of approximately 14 Witch Elves like a proper MSU build. And if you can get one of them on the side, like especially if you can get one of them down the flank, like a unit of 14 witch elves, always striking first with Occam's, putting out 28 attacks, 29 attacks for the champion just from a unit of 14, will, unless I've missed something, but will absolutely just annihilate anything that it touches, unless it's a huge horde. Well, they're horrible just... without the strength buff. So when they're carving through armor as well, that's exactly. horrific. But I mean, don't get us wrong, Occam's isn't without its, it, it, its sort of challenges. It's an incredibly high cast value. At 18 plus basic, it's it's a high cast. Um, and the range is, I say, only 18 inches, but 18 inches does limit you. And it, if you boost it to 36 inches, it goes up to a 21, 21 yeah. value cast. But I think regardless of that, it's just so good. And unlike Wissens we've talked about previously, you're normally going to have it on a level 4. Yeah, you wouldn't try I wouldn't take Mindraiser for less than level 4 because it's just so high cast and value. But I would say yeah. the trade-off, if you've got like that, that unit of Spearman, for example, isn't that expensive... So if you've got that into a combat you absolutely have to win, I think it's even worth sacrificing the level four to get the the mind raiser off, even if he does go into the warp. Yeah, no, I just it, it it can be a game changing spell in so many different ways. Like you see, MSU suddenly gives you such a punch that you didn't know like the opponent doesn't expect. Or like you see, if you've got a horde of, of spearmen nothing's charging that spearman and you can you get you then get to dictate where the fight takes you 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 get to dictate the combats because nothing is going to voluntarily go into 50 spearmen <laughs> with mind razor especially if they're elves uh, the re-roll because, yeah. of the, because of the always strikes first rule like re-roll which is absolutely no it's not it's, um, it's thematic but, but occam's occam's and shadow magic in general synergizes with elves so ridiculously well and it's what i always ran on my wood elves i didn't realize how good shadow was until i started practicing for graham's tournament um because i'd never i'd used it a few times but then uh, you're a high elf user high magic user normally the one usually yeah i go a high or um occasionally life but shadow is that all of the spells are, well bar steed of shadow i hope steed of shadows doesn't appear on your list because it's not it's not great I, I can comfortably Steed of Shadows would appear if we ever come back to do the worst five spells. <laughs> well, there's an idea. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't realise just how good it was. And it's it's reasonably expensive to cast, except the signature, which is super cheap for what it does. But Mind Razor, is, it's not the same as like the other top-level spells in that it's not doing... It's not like a blitter into a unit itself. But what it, it's actually more useful in a way because if you fail like the initiative test for purple sun for example there's a chance that 
they'll pass it all or the unit initiatives so high that it's not going to affect it there's no situation where strength eight strength nine unit in combat isn't just going to chew through whatever's in front of it yeah, exactly that's that's why i put it there to be honest um it might as well be a killer spell for how good it is it is a pseudo killer spell i think because everyone looks at pit of shades which is the initiative test or die template one is the the killer spell actually, that I, as an elf player I kind of don't care if you cast Pit of Shades at us. Yeah, that's... Whereas conversely, as a band player, I I detest anyone who rolls Pit of Shades for their spells. And then they um, FAQ'd it, because as it's written, it says, when rolling to wound, um, you use the leadership instead of strength. And then they FAQ'd it to say, no, that's, that counts for the armor saved as well. So yes. leadership seven, most things, like the average leadership, most things aren't getting an armor save with minus four. And then it does count for inspiring presence. So you're talking about leadership nine if you're in the general's range, at the least. And nothing's getting uh, steam tanks, empire knights, chaos knights. Yeah. Nothing's getting them. Um, nothing's surviving uh, out. It's just, it's incredible. And and shadows the type of law I only take on a level four because of their cast values. It's never that. It's never a spell. A law, rather, that I would ever take on anything other than a top levels caster. No, I agree there. Didn't I? Didn't we play ages ago um, where I managed to get Mind Razor off in like the last turn where I got you charged with like two Doom Bulls or something? And I got it off on. Yeah, it was yeah I got it off on a unit of Phoenix Guard, and I think the, the mage died, but they were got, went from about yeah. to lose to actually winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was not okay. That's... But it is a game changer. Well, yeah, that, that's... That's, what, that's exactly why it made my it would make my top five for any like for any army, essentially. That sort of proves your point in that I was losing and then wasn't. Just by that yeah. spell. I think there's some agreement there on that one. Um was did that make your top five or did it not? It's not on my top but five. But there is something else of the Lord Shadow on my top five. Um, which I'll come to now, actually. Um, the Withering. Oh, what a spell. It's almost like having um, Mind Razor, just you don't get the armor, uh, the armor cracking ability. But just reducing people's toughness by D3 is phenomenal. And this is again when I was doing the, I was practicing for Graham's tournament and I was rolling these spells, which I'd never really used that much. And then when you're realizing that, most things are toughness three, so you're taking them down to two or toughness one. You're wounding them on twos with standard strength three infantry or shooting. That's where the that's where I noticed the, the biggest. Withering. Yeah, the withering is essentially why I always took a level four shadow mage with my wood elves. So I had an army of essentially true flight arrows, sixty to eighty shots, always hitting on threes. If you can take a unit's toughness down by D3, you can delete a unit a turn comfortably. The um, the build I took for Graham's tournament is that I have 30 archers now. And that was the with the idea of this, um, to wither something down and then just shoot it with strength three shots. Because if you're winning on twos, you're going to, even if it's one of armor saves, they're going to fail a fair amount of them. Yeah, you roll you, you throw enough dice at something, you roll enough ones. Yeah. It's more expensive than its um 
related spell enfeebling foe it's 13 to cast but again you like you saying you would only take a level four with lower shadow only starwood so you only need to roll a nine yeah and the, the difference between enfeebling four versus withering is that even if you take a unit down, strength down by d3 they're still they can still wound on sixes or fives depending on what they are whereas the withering affects every level of the game as well. You see, mad whether it's uh, combat or whether it's shooting, like, it's such it's such a buff. It, yeah. I must admit, it, it didn't make my top five, but it comfortably could. It's a very, very good spell. And it's a remains in play. So if you want rid of it, you're going to have to expend dice in your magic phase to get rid of it. Yeah. Which means you're not going to get off your spells that you want. So, it's I, I think I, I like Mindraiser, and it's very good. But I really really like the withering, because even yeah, if you no, bring I'm... it down, you bring it down like if you targeted monsters, for example, what Chef Toughness Six, Toughness Five monsters, you can get that down to a Toughness Three. You can start pinging off monsters with trash or or archers or whatever, or conversely, if you bring it down units uh, toughness. They just make them. I don't disagree, but at all, because in all honesty, I'd kind of as a almost a summary point while we're chatting. I'd as as part of me prep, I'd I'd made a bit of a note of which which laws for an all comers list. I I would say suggest as some of the best as a follow on from what we've chatted about, and one of those laws is is shadow. It's just such an incredible law, and so versatile. The only downside to Shadow is the unit law attribute I've never used. No, it's terrible. You can just swap. I've seen it used, I've seen it used once well, and it led to that you thought you were going to have a relatively easy kill on a wizard, then all of a sudden you've got a blender lord, and you're like, oh, that is not what I expected to have to deal with. But that okay. is, you're talking about once in a blue moon opportunity. It is probably the worst law attribute. I've heard of that being possible, that you just swap, you charge the mage and then swap them with, yeah, the, the horrendous lord. But I've never seen it done, and I wouldn't, a, even, a, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think about a, it. Something similar done once and once only. And what's the? Oh yeah, so you, you can. That's the downside of the wither. It's eighteen inch range. Yeah, but you can boost it to thirty six. But again, it, it goes up to sixteen to cast. But for a level four mage, that's not so again, bad. You could, no, you can risk three dice in it, or you can comfortably throw four dice at it and be confident of getting it off. Because really, you want the Shadow Mage nowhere near any combat. Or at least I, I, I wasn't putting them anywhere near combat. I was keeping them with the archers. Yeah, you want them bunkered in your ranged units, normally. Um, should I go on to another one? Yeah, what is your next one? This one, to be honest, this one, I think a lot, you could argue that there's definitely better, like, personally, I think even for myself, you could probably argue there's better spells out there. But this spell has a special place in my heart, so it's always going to make my list, which is the Enchanted Blades of Iban from the Law of Metal. I think we're, we're going to agree on everything here, because uh, that is a phenomenal I, spell. I love, love this spell. Now, a lot of it comes from the fact that I've spent a lot of time playing Empire, and Enchanted Blades of Iban on a Hellblaster is is a sight to behold. It's a glorious, glorious sight that everybody should just take a moment to appreciate. 
Is that with the engineer you'd be hitting on twos? Yes, yes, it is. Right? <laughs> yes, it is. But no, like, plus one to hit with shooting or close combat is just always, always, always good. Um, but the other thing that I think a lot of people forget with blades is that it, one, it gives you armor piercing, but also it makes your, mag- your, your, your combat and shooting attacks magical. Yes. So the law of metal is not good for being able to deal with, say, ethereal like hex rates, etc. But all of a sudden you put beds of Iban on a unit of archers or crossbowmen or whatever, and all of a sudden you can take out that unit of, of ethereal creatures incre- like relatively easily. You can hit them quite easily, they've got low toughness, and it it takes it just gives you so many options. Like, and it's an easy cast spell on a nine plus as well. The yeah, range that is, is good. Cheap it is just such a good spell. 24 inch range, which you can boost to 48, and then that's only a 12 to cast. Yeah. So really, you can hit. There's not going to be much, yeah, out of a 48 inch range. Um, um, the killer spells, I just think it's one of the most utilitarian spells in the game that works for almost any army that can take it. Some armies, obviously, it has better. Synergy, but I think it's useful for anyone. It's similar to the withering, though, isn't it? Because you get you can get use out of it in two phases. Yeah, so you can shoot. It's useful in the shooting and the combat phase. Um, that's it, and that's what gives it an edge of our other spells for me. It's the the, the dual use out of it. Um, it. It gives your opponent a concern in multiple phases, which gives them that quandary, whether they dispel it or hold their dispel dice for other spells, you're going to get use out of it and you can get use out of multiple phases so it gives it gives you additional threat. So if you are, say, you're a level 4 on metal and you throw a few dice at Blades of Ivan, like, your opponent could, could have to let that slip because they're holding back because you're possibly going to throw 6 dice or whatever at Final Transmutation. It's it's just one of those spells that is just so good. I know for you with saying it's a you've looked at it as an all comers list, um, but for high elves this is this is a, an amazing spell. You're either hitting on twos, re-rolling, usually like Phoenix Garden yeah. stuff, and then making them armor piercing. But even on the great weapons like the Swordmasters for that, hitting on twos, um, two attacks each. That that makes them phenomenally good, and then yeah. if, if it's on Phoenix, uh, not Phoenix Guard, uh, White Lions, they're now AP minus four. Yeah, so, it's just incredible. And I use some of that with with obviously I predominantly use metal with Empire. Like for the shooting, it's incredible, but you know you get a charge off with your your knights, and you 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 want that extra level of reliability. All of a sudden, instead of hitting on say fours or threes, you're hitting on threes or twos like the difference is incredible yeah it's like um any elite infantry well any infantry really it, the difference between hitting on four or threes instead of fours and then your armor yeah. piercing and magical attack again so even if you're just putting it on your core if it's core v core well, i mean if it, it just just to take away from empire so i another army i've used it with is is lizard men 
you know, you've got a, a block of Saurus with only weapon skill three, but good strength and toughness of, of four. You put this on them, all of a sudden, instead of hitting most things on fours, you're hitting them on threes. Because it's not a modification of the weapon skill, but the to hit roll. So you're hitting on threes. You've already got strength four, so you're hitting on threes with a negative two to someone's armor, which just turns a block of Saurus into a, something that's like a genuine threat to almost anything in the game. That's definitely, especially with combat, because of the way the weapon skill system works, is you can't hit on better than a three, no matter how much you improve the weapon skill. It's like, um, uh, what's it called? It's a Hand of Glory. No matter how much plus weapon skill you get, you're going to be hitting on threes, but this can get you to hit on twos um, quite easily. Yeah. I think that's where it has that, that edge for me. I just think it's such a good spell. Like you say, it, it, in an all-comers list, a spell that works for almost every army in multiple different scenarios, I just think Blades of Ivan is incredible. And it's so easy to cast as well. It's cheap as well, isn't it? It's casting a nine. Yeah, really cheap. I definitely agree with that. Metal shifting, the low attribute that doesn't come in from Enchanted Blades. So, no. Again, no, that's... It's, it's weird. On a side note, the law of metal is one of the, is a very bizarre law where the low attribute actually makes. Your more you one of your most damaging spells, i.e., Seer and Doom, worse. Yeah, if you are totally unarmored, you cannot be injured by Searing Doom. Yeah, but the Metal Shifter makes their armor save worse. And you, you the, the the thing about metal is that it destroys armor saves. Like any army with an armor save is inc- is just like mincemeat to metal mages. But their own bloody low attribute makes their own casts worse, which is just crazy. I still like I like metal. It's, it's oh, a... I, as you well know, and my love of Gelt. <laughs> oh yeah, that I, game. <laughs> I love. I mean, I, I quite often take a level. Uh, I used to take metal quite often with my Zenith Demon list because it plugs a lot of the holes that demons have. Um, I'd quite often take a level two um, Herald of Zenith on a disc with Law of Metal because you're guaranteed to at least get Seer and Doom and one of the things that demons often suffer with is their inability to deal with high armor saves. And metal just cuts straight through it. And metal just, yeah, you know, I've once taken out, I've once six diced, obviously, a oh, yeah. Empowered Seer and Doom for 2d6 hits on a on a Chaos Knight bus with a Blender Chaos Lord in, killed the entire unit of Chaos Knights. Um, like the guy I was playing was 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 less than impressed, was I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, super aggressive uh, nature coming out again. Yeah, I mean, it just literally flew 20 inches up the board and then shot his uh, bus turn one. Well, you did the same thing with Final Chance on that block of Phoenix Guard. Now I'm thinking back to it when we played. Yeah. You, know, you used Geld. So, yeah, I'm actually getting some negative flashbacks now about the lower metal. Good times. But, yeah, metal, I, th- I actually think metal's a fair, on a side note, because I know we're talking about specific spells, I think metal's quite an undervalued law, personally. I like metal. Um, there's only, like, Golden Hounds, which I think is a bit iffy. Yeah, it's rubbish because you still get your lookout sir for it as yeah, well. If you didn't get that, it would actually be all right. But with it, it's just terrible. 
Glittering Robe's not great either. But I don't know, plus plus um scary skin plus five, that's but like it's, it's, again I'm thinking of ah, I'm thinking about for high elves because that's like you know your infantry can go from a Yeah. Empire's not so much, but high elves are quite well relatively lightly armoured. Um Yeah. I suppose the other thing I've taken on as well is lizard men, which already come with a scaly skin for the most part, so it's not a huge buff. Does it, it doesn't it, stack? It, no, because no, you've already got scaly skin. Oh, yeah, so you can that's right. Yeah. Hmm. What about your third spell? My third spell um, is Harmonic Convergence from the... Oh, heavens. One of the weaker laws, I think, heavens. Um, oh, do you say that? What? As in, sorry, before you tell us why you love Harmonic Convergence, I, I know multiple people, very good players, who rate Heavens as one of the best laws in the game. Really? Yeah, and to be honest, I, I, in a lot of ways, I agree, and one of my other spells that I might throw out there is on there. Ooh. But I think Heavens helps control the game, which I think is why a lot of the players I'm talking about in question enjoy like really like it because between a lot of a lot of the spells in heavens let you control the board and if you are say a bretonian army for example you dictating movement is and dictating matchups can be an absolute game changer and i think heavens lets you do that quite a lot well, uh, I think it's a fair point. Um, I just think the um, it, again, it's like the buffing and hexing things in heavens are really good. Um, and because the one I'm taking to um, Stockton, I, I thought at the start I'll take a life mage just for you know it's a generic, and I thought no, I'll, I'll try something different, and I tried heavens, and um, I was getting harmonic convergence cast on the unit of white lions I've got, which it, it really works on them because they can't re-roll to hit, but now they can. They can re-roll ones. So how much it converges is you can re-roll um, all um, to hit to wound and armor save rolls of one. So usually they'll be hitting on threes, but they can't re-roll because they've got great weapons, but now they can re-roll ones. They'll usually be wounding on twos, so any fails get instantly re-rolled, which means they're likely to Dish well, out the a load become, of wounds. The essential become, become dark elves, don't they? With yeah. the murderous prowess. Yeah, it's, it's murderous prowess, and then the armor save one. That's that's just a nice extra. But, no, and I think the other thing you, you, you we've mentioned a couple of times. It's in what actually all of has got going for it. It's such a low cast and value. It, it casts a six. So yeah, so you see, if you've got a level two of heavens, you, you've only got a, you're only casting it on fours. It's nothing. It's so easy to throw dice at, and again, it, it it forces your opponent to think, where do I use my dispel dice? Because if you're say you've got a level four in a in a, in most lists, and you've got a real threatening spell, if you're th in maybe say you see you've got seven or eight casting dice versus five dispel dice, and you just throw a couple of dice at harmonic convergence and get it off, your opponent then genuinely has to question. How many of his dispel dice the sacrifice to stop convergence? And I think that's another strength of that spell. I mean, it hasn't made it into my top five, 
but I definitely think it is a strength of that spell and heavens in general. I'm, I'm clearly I'm biased because I usually run or almost exclusively run high elves, so they, I'm always thinking of the filter of how this helps high elves. I actually think high elves. You're right, and certainly with the like the good old white lion horde, or you know even um, swords masters or, yeah, or, the, or knights. It's it's incredible. Like that re-rolling of a one, which is what you see you only missing on a one or a two anyway for the most part. And then usually even yeah, Swordmasters, they're strength five, so most things will be wounded on twos anyway, possibly threes. Yeah. So re- that re-roll one, it just the amount of extra combat res you're generating. Um for only But I definitely think it's it's got legs as a spell and it's part of a, a law that I would actually put right up there in the top tier of um of laws. Well that's interesting because I've I've never really been too impressed with heavens. Um well, next time we play well, not next time, but when I play Lizard Man again in the future, remind us to take Teto Echo, who's Lawmaster Heavens, and I'll show you how good heavens can be. All right, deal. I will it's, post it's, pictures uh, of that up there when I, for the awesome. end result. <laughs> but the comic convergence, um, you can target every friendly unit within 12, and that's only 12 to cast. Which is incredible. Which, if you're yeah. a tightly packed block army is just so good. I've never actually cast it like that, and I'm just reading it now thinking, hang on, so this this doesn't say in combat only, no, no. So, so it also comes to is again, if I was to say take a because um, I've often run heavens with my lizard men, blocks of multiple skink clouds, which I know any listeners might think that is absolutely disgusting. What sort of arsehole takes a skink cloud this type? Okay, so raisin multiple, <laughs> multiple skink clouds. Like let's be honest, really efficient for the sixes anyway for poison. So the chances of the the that that one if you've got sort of three different units of of say ten around you for the sake of a twelve plus is worth a cast to be honest yeah i i because i agree because if you're hitting all that then all those units are getting the rerolls um that could turn horrendous this is what i'm hoping to i'm hoping to draw that at um at Stockton, I'm ho- I've, I've rolled it one. This is the problem with taking a level two, because I think you know the different laws work better at different levels. If that makes any sense. So, like, um, the, but the downside is, you you just have to trust to look that you're going to roll the spells that you want. Whereas a level four, you're more likely to get what you want. Listen, who might not go to Stockton? You also can't take a lord to that in that comp. So you are limited to a level two wizard. Yeah, so that's that's made it more interesting, which is why I'm trying different laws in different ways. Because normally you build a high elf list and you just automatically start with the archmage. That's the and you build the army around that. But I can't do that this time. So this is why coming up against I would I think I've used heavens a few times in the past, but when I was playing Graham actually, uh, as a practice game, and I was I've got harmonic convergence off on the white lines. Like this, th- why have I never been casting this before? This is uh, this is a massive increase in their damage output because they they don't fail the wound. Then one, get rid of that. Yeah. Roll that again. 
the thing is, and like if, if it's sort of a site, ever so side segue, this is why I think Heavens is such a good law because Homer Convergence is excellent. A short Blizzard is arguably one of the best debuffing signatures in the game. Um, Comet of Cassandora is like not. It's not a killer spell, but it can it can dictate movement so powerfully. Um, wind blast can be annoying. Curse of the Midnight Wind can be uh, quite a, a nasty little debuff, and then like Thunderbolt's decent, and Chain Lightning against a like say a, a, a castle dwarf list or empire list can be game changing. And again, the whole law gives you control of the board. Which is why I think it's such an all-around good law with relatively low cast values across the board. Which is why I think a level four—it's a—it's a great law for level two, but I think it's also a good law at a level four as well. I just noticed how cheap the casting is, though, for all this. So, oh, that's why Heavens is incredible, so underrated. You might be persuading me that I'm wrong to assess Heavens as one of the weakest uh, laws. Well, if I again say so, if I take away death, which is which is clearly one of the most powerful spells <laughs> for just dominating the, the laws for dominating the game, and then if I also kind of take away life, because where death dominates a game, life can be the most is the is obviously the most defensive law, plus dwellers. Yeah, it's got if it I take all away really. Those two, and then you've got sort of the remaining laws. I personally think the best collective laws are shadow and heavens. As as the next two, if we're going to tear the um, the the laws of magic, I think life and death are the 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 probably overall two best. Then I think it's shadow and heavens, and then I think you can have a the rest of them are arguable relative to what army you're taking, and you know as an all comers list, that is. Oh, that's I'm I'm quite prepared occasionally sometimes to be wrong. Occasionally, just throw it in there as a potential. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, let's not go crazy here. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So harmonic convergence is my third top spell. So, like I said, because I've I've veered away from a lot of the big killer spells, and because they're so obviously very good. The other one I thought I'd throw in there. Is funny enough also from the Law of Heavens, which is Ice Shard Blizzard. I could have predicted that because I, I was tied between that and Harmonic Convergence. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's the other side, isn't it? But it's such a good hex. So it's 24 range at a 7 plus or 48 range at a 10 plus, and it's minus one to hit for combat and shooting, but also. Potentially, more importantly, or just as importantly, it's minus one to leadership as well. But also, if you don't require a ballistic skill to shoot, for example, a cannon, you need to roll a four up to cast. So it just puts that another element of doubt in whether that cannon's going to take off your monster before your monster starts getting really aggressive. And I just think, again, it's so easy to cast lets you dominate a phase of your opponent's turn. Or certainly, if not dominate, then dictate what they're doing. And it will draw out a spell dice because 
it's just too good. Like that minus one is huge. So you see, you, your high elves, you're normally hitting on threes. All of a sudden, you're hitting on fours. That is going to cut down your to hit that, yeah. that volume a lot. Less so with your ones that always like re-roll, but say your white lions. Yeah. If you rely on doing all that damage in turn one, suddenly you're missing half your Suddenly you're missing half your rolls. Like my block of Empire Spearmen are going to take a lot less damage to actually stick around. It's almost well, it is like the opposite of Enchanted Blades. Um, yeah, it's 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 that's it. It's exactly the opposite, and it's just it's arguably just as good. This is why I took the level two on Heavens because I think of all the yeah. signatures at that points level, it's the most. Shop is so good. Yeah, it's the most useful. Um, it's got the, the range of forty eight. Is I mean, it's boosted. You 10. put minus one L, you, put, you put minus one LD on them. You charge something with a like a Terracos and monster, for example, and all of a sudden. The, that unit could be gone off the board or certainly fleeing which lets you then yeah, you've, you've you've almost won the movement phase which I think for anyone who plays Warhammer to a relatively competitive level is the most important phase to dominate if you can dominate movement you've essentially won the game and it's something you've got it, for, for a, a cheap signature spell I would say you have to dispel this um if you want, if you get, agreed. if you think you're going to get into combat, yep, agreed. Which you already will be in because the charge has already happened. Yeah, so this, like, there's no real, ne- like, there's no real negatives to Ice Shard Blizzard. It's just such a good signature spell, and to I suppose it goes back to what we said literally before. If you're saying Converge is one of the top five, and I wasn't particularly arguing, although it's not my list, I'm saying Ice Shard's one of the top five. You're not arguing, no, even though it's on your list. We're saying two out of their seven spells make it into the top five potentially, which is why <laughs> heavens is such a good all-round law. Right, you, you're turning me round on heavens. Um, I say that, man. Other than other than certain um, armies, I very rarely take a, a, a high heavens, but it was one of those high castle heavens. But I, I used to really enjoy a cheeky level two with my lizard men on heavens. That's what I've settled on on this uh, arm. Uh, can I say that? Yeah, this will have gone out by then. Um, this is what I built the army around because um, originally I was just chucking in um, life, but the amount of things you can roll, like earth blood's not particularly useful to a bunkered mage and in archers. Throwing a vines, although an incredible spell, is only incredible on level four. Yeah, it's an absolute waste of a spell on level two. Yeah, I wouldn't tell. So then that's where I started experimenting and ended up on heavens. Um, and it was just to get this signature. Uh, the rest, that whatever you roll else elsewhere, is just a, a a nice bonus. So, like when I was thinking of the the army, I was thinking whatever you need to pick a, a law where whatever you roll, you can just default to the um, the signature, and that's going to help you all the way through the. Level two, that is so important. Yeah, and it's so cheap. Again, cheap spell. Hi. So yeah, your fourth spell? Yes, so my fourth spell is I've gone a bit um, rogue here and I've gone for Drain Magic from the Law of High. Oh, I'm not engaging with you about <laughs> High Magic. You can't avoid it. It's a very, very good law. Well, I can't avoid it because two out of three people play um, High Elves in, in the meta. Yeah, but 
Yeah, so, so you need to know about it to know what it does. Drain Magic, I love because you can, as a, a player, you can start stacking the buffs. I've put Enchanted Blades on, I've started putting this um, uh, buff your armor save, whatever. And then in the next turn, the high player can go, all that is now dispelled. And you go, no, this isn't remains in play. No, it does not matter. Get that off the units. And I just love that as yeah. a, um, or oh, can't we? I've just spent all my magic turn trying to um, uh, negate stuff on your unit and make it weaker. I've just cast the wither and I've, stri- I've stripped all the strength off it. Uh, and then the high elf plate and go, right, drain magic, all that's gone. And if that wasn't good enough, for the doing that, you get plus one water save to your mage's unit. Yeah, I mean it. In that regard, I, uh, I agree. It's it's a good spell. It's a good spell. There's no there's no doubt in it. Um, and it's a signature. Well, yeah, because I mean, obviously, high elves cheat and have two signatures, just like the cheat with everything else. You're either masters of magic or you're not. You know, you teach these chimps in the empire well, a couple you, of you a couple right. of cheap tricks, but. Hyels were taught from the true masters of magic, the Slan. So, in that regard, you're right. And then the Slan could do nothing about the um, invasion of chaos. So the Hyels had to surpass their masters and invent the vortex. We were happy for chaos to come because they would have just beat them back. Uh, The only way they could beat them back is by creating a nuclear detonation from their Slan, a chief Slan mage priests. They're okay with it. Croak style. I'll I'll give him. He's got class got a subspecies to do that for them in the elves i wonder where the elves got their arrogance from if that's who this the the attitude of people who are teaching them <laughs> a bravo i like that well said um what we oh drain magic yes so it's cheap it's quite almost trolling in what it can do and uh where are we let me just get the page up in the book, which I always have with me. It casts on a seven. And if you're casting high as a high mage, you're plus one to whatever your level is anyway, because you're casting high ma- magic. So I would never take high usually. I don't usually take it on a level four. So you, ca- well, you can't cast on a two because that's a fail. As long as you don't roll a two, that's going off. So it's really, really cheap to, to cast. And the other benefit of Drain Magic yeah. is because it's a one of those utility, it can be a hex or an augment depending on whatever you're casting it at. Um, you don't have to have anything to drain off it. The rules don't require a spell to be active to cast it on something. No, it's, it's just another bit of broken high elf <laughs> magic where you can just add, it's essentially plus one ward save. Yeah, so you can cast it for nothing and that makes, that's a good thing. You know, you talked about how you putting pressure on your opponent to use their dispel dice, uh, which usually they will they'll have nowhere near as many as you've got casting dice if, if you've rolled well. So it, it's the make, it's forcing that decision. Do I try to dispel this? I mean, it's going to be quite high. It's usually going to be quite high at cast because at level four is already plus five to whatever they roll on the dice. So you chuck two dice at it. What, you're going to roll a seven on average. So what's that? Twelve. Are you going to really sacrifice some of your dice to cast to stop a cast on a 12 for something that's admittedly the, the high elf player will be going it's not going to do anything it's just going to be increasing reward save do you want to deal with that later in the game and I, I love spells like that that sort of force 
even if it does nothing for me as the high elf player, it the low attribute's going to do something for me. So you're really spending dice to stop a low attribute. The, the thing is, the, the other thing is, if you aren't going to engage that unit, or well, you're not going to use it that turn, you can just let it go because they're going to have to reapply said ward. Yeah, that's, that's true. But then... I don't doubt, I'm not arguing that actually Drain Magic is a very, very good spell. It, it's Drain Magic is it's a good spell in what it does, and it's a good spell in that if you've got nothing to target, if you've got nothing to do, you've got nothing to target at, it's also good. And I don't think there's a, quite another spell like that in the that I can think of where it doesn't actually matter if it has any effect. Yeah, because, to be honest, aside from the, the trolling with, with high elves and etc., but I think it's a bit to do with the the poorly written way you can work, you can use it without targeting anything, which I think is probably not how it was essentially intended. Well, tough. They're not going to write an FAQ now, are they? Not going to write an FAQ, that is absolutely true. The flip side to Drain Magic is, um, uh, and you can make this mistake, you stack a lot of buffs on a unit and think, I'll just buff, and then you'd cast on yourself and take them all off. Which has been done. And that makes you feel like a right idiot. Just got Hand of Glory, all that on them. And I'll take it all off again. You're right. It's one of, it's one of those things, double-edged sword. But it's a good spell. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's right top tier, personally. But it does have a lot of value for a high elf player. I can, I can certainly agree with that. The thing about high magic, and you know, I know we're not talking about laws specifically, but high magic, because it's got so much choice, and most of the spells are really good. And the, both the signatures are really good. So when you're rolling, I've, I find it, this is why I take forever to pick spells. Because, like, is there something here that I'm going to use, I'm going to get more use out of than Soul Quench and um, Drain Magic? But that's, I suppose, that's, that's away from spells themselves and more laws. Yeah, which, that's more actually. You know, but you, I don't, it's, it's very difficult to separate the spells from the bigger law. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Because they normally become part of the wider. That's why I, sort of, I suppose right at the start we're talking about how you can't always just talk about the the best five spells just by themselves without taking into context either the army that's using them, the scenario, or the law itself. Because you're right, they're so intrinsically linked. You can't talk about drain magic without talking about how it interacts with the rest of your high magic. Yeah. Because you can't, you won't ever have one without the other. But I like Drain Magic as well for um, sort of more fluff reasons in that it's sort of a mini vortex. So like the it's a signature spell for high magic, so that means high mages can just create mini vortexes and drain the magic from the battlefield. That's just something that they can do, which I, I like that, that it builds it. It's sort of a mini version of um, Kalidor's um, vortex spell. Yeah, I think... I I think bringing up the like, the whole concept of fluff and laws is really worthwhile talking about as well because it's one of the reasons I take metal beyond the fact that I love the law with me with me empire quite a lot because I think it's just thematically right. Yeah, well, the the supreme patriarch is a metal mage, so in this edition, obviously historically he was a he was a fire mage. Fire wasn't he? Yeah. Of oh, apologies if that's pronounced wrong, but yes. Um, 
who was also cool. But yeah, I just think you're right. It's it, it's to talk about the some spells. You've got to talk about the law, and a lot of laws inherently go well with specific armies, or more importantly, the armies you play a lot. So you know, with your good self, you play a lot of well, almost universally high elves. So naturally, it's it's hard for you to take your spectrum or prism of high elf viewpoint away whilst talking about the other laws. Yeah. Because you really you really deal with how they interact from high elves or against high elves. And you also so feel like relevant because you really couldn't care less that you've got to make initiative tests, for example. Yeah, whereas, it's not it's not a big geez, thing for initiative high elves. Dwellers, goodbye elves. <laughs> yeah, that's a big problem. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it deletes your ward saves. Yeah, and you know that's one of the reasons when we started talking about the best five, I purposely avoided killer like the killer spells for that reason because obviously they're the be- like some of the best spells in the game. Like they're they're the killer spells. They're the spells of the game. And, and I like um, I like I'm, I'm invested in high magic because it's the law that I think they would use. Well, they do use, but. I like take. I have to make a a big conscientious decision to say I'm not going to take high magic because it just fits with taking high elves. And I know there's like shadow works really good with them. Um, but like specifically getting back to drain magic, I was going to make another point. What was it? Oh yeah, um, it sort of benefits you in your when you are. Um, it's not your magic turn, and you're getting your magic phase, and you're getting your units blasted or targeted with debuffing and hex spells because you can sort of say i'll accept this um hex being cast on this unit because there's a good chance i can get rid of it with drain magic in the next turn so you can preserve your dice for say uh, dwellers or something like that you can save them yeah. on the reasonable assumption that you might be able to get drain magic off um the next turn so it almost sort of it works in your it works in your casting phase, but it also works in your uh, dispel when you're dispelling things. No, I, to- I totally agree. It gives you that. When we, we talk about how many different phases can you impact with a spell, and I yeah. think that's one of the both spoke about quite a lot with what spells are like in speech marks the best. It's a lot of them are the, are the spells that impact or allow you to impact multiple phases. In th- yeah, you're in getting direct, something. Magic allows you to do that. You're getting you're something out of it in a lot of phases. Yeah, like go on, have have Occam's. You're only going to have like I'm going to take it off you potentially before you use it, or you know your opponent may put Occam's on one of their units to stop you charging them. You I may mean, charge just, them in the yeah. hope that you're going to drop Occam's off them, and then you would six uh, dice it. Yeah, well, that or you draw out their other dispel dice, then all of a sudden you just throw throw two dice at. Um, drain magic, and your opponent's like, ah, oh, like I did not see that coming because it's a remain because it's a buff, and once it's off, it's off until it's not off. And the other thing, drain magic is um, the overcast version. I think it just takes everything off in a twelve-inch bubble. Where are we? Yeah. Uh, oh no, everything within eighteen it drains all the um, all the spells off it, and that's on a fourteen. And I can imagine situations where that would be. If you just want to 
even the playing field and high elf elite infantry are usually going to you know all things being even they'll probably have the edge so if you just want to reset everything 18 inch bubble of everything comes off and you've you've reset the the uh the playing field i've never done that but that's just something i'm thinking of when i'm reading through the rules yeah because usually a high mage will go in uh, they won't be at the back so it's all mid-range and the the low attribute means they'll probably be in like a unit of phoenix guard or something so you you are likely to be in the middle of the the fighting where an 18 inch bubble of ripping everything off will actually be practical yeah nah totally agree yeah every time a high elves come off i just get very animated no savage <laughs> yeah well. before i have before i got my last spell can I just throw out a couple of sort of worthy mentions that are yeah, fire away. They're a bit, they're a bit more army dependent. Hang on, last I've just done four, haven't I? Yeah, but my first one was the same as your first one. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll cut this out. Yeah. Damn whistens! <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. People need to know whistens is incredible. So we'll re-mention, <laughs> we'll re-mention whistens because it is whistons. very, very good. Um. But like, I just want to throw a couple of a couple of um, like notable notable shout outs to many of the lore of death spells because they're all frankly some of them are just outrageous. I avoid um, lore of death because there's there's not really bar not really, one. There's not there's, really a bad yeah, one in it. No. And spirit leech is just one of the best um, signatures. But if you're an Empire Wizard and you've only got LD7, like it can still be game-changing because you can always roll a 6 and your opponent can always roll a 1. But it's not as powerful as, say, a Chaos Dwarf Sorcerer who's got minimum LD9, if not LD10. Like All of a sudden, that Spirit Leech is so much better. So Spirit Leech, I, if anyone who... I don't know why anyone doesn't want that. Leech is just incredible. Like it's just incredible. I'll quite often run a level, often, but if I was to run a vampire in my actually my vampire army, stand on foot in a block, in said same unit would be a level one death wizard just for sniping with spirit leech, because it uses the, the unmodified LD, which would be your vampire's LD ten, and you just start picking out characters like it's going out of fashion. Um, it's very, very good. Um, and for casting on a seven, the it's only ridiculous. thing is, is it's a twelve-inch range. But who yeah. cares? <laughs> you push the ten up for yeah, a twenty-four-inch range. Yeah, you that's... start sniping across the board. Um, but I didn't put it in there as much as I love Spirit Leech and just thinking about some of the snipes makes us genuinely smile. But it just it, it got a notable it got a notable mention just because I was avoiding death because it's such a good law altogether. If we're mentioning death, I would go for Fate of Buna um, because it's, yeah, uh, it's the most nice. you just feel helpless when that comes off. <laughs> like the you, only you, difference the only character is about to die. It's only a 12 inch range. It cannot be boosted. Good. Um, <laughs> and obviously you then need to roll two ups to then wound. Don't get us wrong. It's an incredible spell as all of the death magic is mainly but it's a 12-inch range. It's 2d6 minus toughness. You then roll on a 2-up. Um, 
And I think what some people forget about is that if you miraculously live through that, you're then stupid for the rest of the game as well. Yeah, that's awful. Um, but being an elf player, all of my characters are maximum toughness three. So it's, 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 exactly that. Whereas I mean, was wrong. No, there's no, there's no characters in the game who happily take two d six minus toughness. No, because I'm trying. Even Kolek, which I think is probably the toughest character in the game. I think he's toughness seven without looking at a book. Like even him. Is going to take a could potentially take a serious amount of damage. So if you think your standard character has got uh, uh, toughness better than an elf, but not by a lot, even four or five, you're at least taking probably two wounds with no armor saves. You're relying on your ward to save you. And because there's so many, like yeah, those it's one. A you get, it's you a relatively roll, high cast. Yeah, it's thirteen. Thirteen with a small range, but like, I can't deny like Fate of Buna is. Incredible, as are so many of the death spells. I think Buna over Curse, Caress of Lanith, it's just better. Like, spiritually, I think collectively, overall, for its additional range, easier to cast value is better. Purple Sun's obviously outrageous. You don't even have to um, mention Purple Sun. <laughs> Human Darkness is incredible. So, obviously, we're both attending Stockton. Like, my level two. Is on death. I was seriously thinking. Yeah, I was seriously thinking about death. It's Chaos Dwarf LD nine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> right, spirit leech, and then if whatever it doesn't matter what two what two spells I roll, like there isn't two bad spells in death anyway. Like, it's uh, just no. As far as aggressive laws go, and you know I love playing Warhammer in an aggressive <laughs> manner. Like death's just the most aggressive school of magic. It's incredible. I have this thought of putting a death mage on a star dragon. And just Well as far no. as sort of triple comps, etc. go, what you want to do is throw a level one death wizard on a flying carpet and then just go flying around sniping people. I have heard of that. <laughs> Um, That's horrible. If you're only level one or two on a flying carpet, you're also plus one to a triple crown comp. Admittedly, you can die horribly because you can get shot, but some of the tricks you can play, incredible. I love it. Um, Another, just a very quick shout out to Comet of Cassandora. We've already spoke about it. I just think it's hilarious that you can cast it and then keep casting it. And all of a sudden, multiple comets can just start crashing down. <laughs> and allow, but, so I think thematically, it's hilarious. Um, but in the right, in the right hands, or versus the right opponent, which is why it didn't quite make me top five. Like, it's incredible. Like if you've got a dwarf castle, you, you sorry, you're against a dwarf castle list. You place a comet or two of ca- comet of Cassandora down. That dwarf castle takes a serious beating. Now, it's only strength four to base, but obviously every turn it doesn't come down, it gets stronger and stronger. Like that castle dwarf has to make the, the choice, or the castle empire, or the castle chaos dwarf, etc., has to make that choice. Do they break their own castle, or do they take a lot of, potentially take a lot of damage? 
Yeah, because it's, it's like, plus one strength and um, and it does increase the range every time it doesn't come down. Yeah, and it's it's a number of hits as well. Yeah, 2d6 um, hits plus one hit for each marker on the comment at a strength equal to yeah. four plus the number of market on the markers on the comment. So it, it can just be, it can be incredible. And the reason I love it is the same reason I love some of the other spells that we've already spoken about is that it allows you to really impact your opponent and what they're doing. So it's it's not just the raw damage of death that we're just talking about, which is obviously hilarious and can obviously win you games. This is a more subtle way of winning your games because it it what it does is it assists you in what you're already doing, if that makes sense. It forces your opponent to think differently. Whereas death is just a it is what it is. It's just a brutal instrument. I think things like Cassandora or Heavens in general is a much more subtle way of using magic to impact the game. Certainly like area denial, isn't it? This dwarf yeah, army or whatever, it now has to move or it's going to get obliterated. Yeah. And even taking away that, even if you're talking about a um, like a like an MSU Dark Elf list, for example, or an MSU Wood Elf list, you put Cassandora down, you're denying that MSU avoidance list a bit of the board because they're elves, so they're only toughness three. So they're going to take a beating, and it allows you to pin them into the a, a bit more of the board or risk death that you want to engage them with, and that impact in their movement leads to you potentially winning the game because movement is just such an important part of the game, which I think gets overlooked. I think the importance of movement is the difference between I, personally I think like the premium or the, the, the better Warhammer players and, and those who aren't I'm destined to be mid-table for the rest of my Warhammer career well as obviously goes without saying that is absolutely worth throwing six dice at I love it I love it so much no ward well, save my experience yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strength test yeah. or die, no saves of any kind. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah, it's, it's a high cast, it's a relatively short range, but couldn't talk about the best spells in the game without at least giving a shout out to Dwellers because it's incredible. Um, the, the horrible thing about Dwellers is for just three more to cast, it's got a 24 inch range. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you see 18, but really you're looking at the 24 inch version. So you're talking 24 to 21 to cast. If you're going to roll. If you're going to roll for an 18, you might as well roll for the 21. Absolutely. And when you're talking about those killer spells, that can be a game changer. It's worth throwing six dice at. Um, couldn't talk about magic without throwing... Like It potentially made my top five, but then it didn't because you can almost get the same thing from a 25-point magic item. Like I almost put Fireball in there because there's very few games that Fireball isn't good. It's never going to break the game or change the game for you. Like It's not going to win you a game, but it could definitely stop you losing a game, and it's always, always, always useful. It's that clearing anything, oh, I've got nothing for this, like uh, hex rays, anything ethereal. Yeah. The amount of times my head to fireballs just frankly upsetting. <laughs> and it's got the three levels, isn't it? So it's... Um... That's the thing. And... and... It doesn't have to just be a D6 tra uh, chaff clearer. It can be a 3D6. Like, this is going to really hurt. Yeah. Um, and yeah. 
3D6, a 48-inch range at that at cast and value 18. So you can hit pretty much the entire board at that point. Yeah, uh, it's just... It's just such a... It's, it, it, to be honest, if I was only picking battle magic spells, it would definitely be in there because of how utilitarian it is. Like, have deviated from the BRB, the, the big red book, for just my last spell, because I, I, I couldn't consciously put a list together and not have this spell in there, because frankly, I just I just love it so much. Is it from the Law of Vampires? No, no, it's not, to be All honest, because right. the Law of Vampires is just incredible, and I love it. Like, I just, I just love it, but it's it's part and parcel of my love of VC rather than the sp- individual spells themselves. No, no, the, the the spell I chose to sort of finish my list off with is um, a harken back to my days of playing a, a demons more important, more and a cacophonic choir from the Law of Slanesh, which is just frankly one of the most ridiculous spells <laughs> and hilarious spells in the game. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's a hex spell, which means it can be cast in a combat. It's got a range of 12 inches, but it can be boosted to affect everything within 12 inches. And the target takes 2d6 hits. Right? Not minus anything, just a flat 2d6. That then wound on a 4-up, regardless of toughness with no armor saves allowed to ward saves only. And if you cause at least one wound, that the units in question get always strikes last and random movement D6 until your next phase. And to target one unit, it's cast on a 12 plus. And to target and everything within 12, it's cast on a 24. And, like, of course, it's, there's better spells out there, the killer spells, etc., but this spell is just outrageous. Like what it can do in a game, and it, it's just amazing. And if you imagine that on a flying demon prince, like the type of crazy, crazy things you can do is just hilarious. I was going to say, isn't there that thing where you just do the whatever it is, the mage bomb into the line, cast the big yeah. version, hit everything, and then you've just trashed the entire coherency of the entire army whether it does any injuries or not yeah and to be honest that's like, i've won a game with that very tactic and frankly <laughs> like thinking about it makes me smile but then i'm i'm not a very nice person um yeah it's a, it's it's a, it's very much a one trick pony but the one trick it does is an incredibly good trick like one it kills things but then because it gives all strikes last and random movement, the disruption it causes to your opponent <laughs> is is just, it's frankly ridiculous. It's never happened um, to me, but I can, I can imagine I would be like starting to snap the table if my entire line yeah. had just been a blip, like the catatonic cry had gone off and now everything's random movement and not doing what I wanted to do. And... I yeah, can, I can like, move on a maximum one d six. That's it. I was, yeah, I was reluctant to put it in there to be honest because I was trying to stick with just um, the big red book, and I was trying to stick with just an all comers and all takers spell, which is which is why Ash Storm isn't in there. But it's like Ash Storm's even more niche because it's it's Chaos Dwarf only, and there's not many of us out there. Um, 
but I think Cacophonic Fire, because it can be used by Chaos, like Warriors and Demons, I thought I would, out of the top five, I would just give myself one one entry that was army specific that I just had a special place in my heart that I um, I thought was hilarious enough to mention. Isn't there like isn't the whole Zinch not Zinch uh, Slanesh law sort of based on doing a bit of damage and then wrecking people's um, oh, movement we, or this is a slight aside because you mentioned Zinch and this this conversation really upsets us on a personal level because Zinch is the god of magic. He's my favourite chaos god, like law wise. I, I love him, but his magic in eighth is frankly garbage. Yes, it like, is. But Infernal Gateway in past editions was incredible, rightfully so, because he's the god of magic. In the current edition, like don't get us wrong, it isn't bad, but it is a pale shadow of what it used to be. The rest of the Zenith law is trash for the most part. And worst worst thing about it, if something passes a toughness test, you give them regeneration. And despite the fact that all of your spells and most of your a lot of your troops are called flames of or flamers of, nothing's actually flaming. No. Nope. So you give your opponents a save against yourself for the rest of the game. Doesn't strip regen, but does give your opponents nope. regen. Yeah. So Zinf really upsets us. The and there's some disgusting combos in the law of Nurgle, where um. I just put my book down, but one debuffs your toughness, and then another spell forces toughness tests and then kills you and keeps killing you until you pass a toughness test. It is a brutal combination. Um but I think collectively Slanesh magic of the three ones the demon specific is incredible. Um and if you're Slanesh, you also get access to shadow magic, which therefore gives you access to Occam's. And if you're taking a Herald of Slanesh, the Herald can give your entire unit all strikes first. So you're essentially an elf with a ward save. And a cacophonic choir. And a cacophonic choir demon prince fl- flying around for hilarity. You know when it says random movement? Is that where you literally... Um, do you have to roll the scatter dice to see which way you're pointing as well? Or is that... I'm confused that with something else. No, you pick the dice. Kenny used to be that. That's more like... But it's where you you can pick any direction you want, but you then have to move d six inches. inches. And you can't choose to not move. You have to move d six inches in a direction that you pick. I just think if you got into like a dwarf artillery park or something, that's just and that's it. Yeah. It's it's outrageous. It's I mean it's particularly good against the type of armies that would castle up. Like all you need is enough space to land the car the the the. the the character in question or even if you can't get a flying creature into the middle to bomb the thing which is amazing they just getting if you've got say a herald on a steed so essentially a 20 inch movement you can get to where you need to be and you can either then bubble it or target killer units individually so you see pick a white lion horde for hires if you can sneak one wound through um through their ward save, that unit you completely you almost disable. You give them all the strikes last, so you get rid of their all the strikes first. But more importantly, you give them 
that random movement, D6, so you totally nullify whatever the higher player was actually going to do with that unit. Well, they can't charge, and if they can't charge, they're not in combat, and then they're not. there's no point in having them if they're not in combat. Uh, not just the white lines, that was just because we would, could talk about it with more knowledge, but any Death Star unit you get that spell onto, you're going to ruin their lives because you then can start dictating if and when you engage with the Death Star. <laughs> so yeah, Cacophonic Choir, big love. I've never had it done to me, and I really don't want to. No, nobody wants it. It's awful. I, I expect Grain will uh, manage to cast it at some point. He likes his Slanesh. Well, my last one, you'll probably not be so stunned to learn, is Fiery Convocation, for also oh. for High Magic. Um, it's probably my favourite spell in the game. Just for both fluff and game reasons. Um, yeah. No, I, I imagine you've picked that for the, the game. The a lot of the same reasons I put Cacophonic Choir in there. It, yeah. it has a special place in your heart, doesn't it? It certainly does. Um, it's 90 to cast, which seems high, but if you're a level 4 high mage, you are plus 5 to cast, as we were saying before. So it's not that uh, unachievable. It remains in play, which means your opponent has to roll 19 to get the thing off the unit. Um, if they don't want it to keep ha uh, having an effect. And every unit, every model in the unit is cast on takes a strength 4 hit at the end of every magic phase um, forever. Um, so I've got some previous battles where I've cast this on big blocks of goblins, blocks of, um, is it Eternal Guard, the, uh, the Wood Elf Spearman unit? Yeah, yeah, Eternal God. It's good against anything. Um, there's not that much in the game that's strength five, usually, that ranks up. Yeah, it's not so great against like ogres and things like that, but if you've got a game about hordes, it's a horde-destroying spell which won't go away. So you've already caused your opponent a nightmare by casting it in the first place, and then it remains in play. So you can just sit back and relax as the unit just gets incinerated. Because at some point, it's not actually worth trying to dispel it at 19. If the unit's half destroyed, then half destroyed again. Is it really worth trying to save what's left of that unit with your, dispel, with your power dice in the next unit, next phase? So again, like we're saying with a lot of these spells, you're forcing the opponent to do and consider things in their own turn um, or out of phase or in multiple turns. So it's it, it's just one of my favorite. It is my favorite spell in the game, and it's yeah. so appropriate to the army as well. And I just like I just it's just when you vision the thing. Like me, Johnny was on the very first episode of this. We played a, I think it was Triumph of Treachery down in Warmer World years ago, and he um, cast Curse of the Bad Moon. I think it is that the Vortex one, and that sort of went through whatever. It might have been Phoenix Guard, presumably. And he rolled for the strength. So they took a big hit, survived. And it's the, the mage is like, well, I'm not having that. And then just snap the fingers and this massive fireball just explodes in the, the goblins and just incinerates them all. Like, I'll, I'll show you magic. I just like envisioning it as well. But it's really good in game. No, I think that's, uh, yeah. And on top of it, 
um, you get your plus one ward save to your unit. So, yeah. no, it's it's a very good spell. Like, there's no denying it. it's hard to cast. It's harder to then dispel though, and and like you said, that dominates your opponent's magic phase if you get it off in your when when you get off in your own magic phase. Um, I mean, it's it's twenty four yeah. inch range, which you can't expand, you can't increase. But if if you could increase it, it'd be it'd be even it would be broken. I think a forty eight or thirty six inch range of that. That's like you can grab anything on the board. More or less, because again, the the high mage is going to be in a block of phoenix guard if there is one, and he'll be mid board, um, relying on the ward yeah. save to keep him alive. So, the fact that the high magic slightly less range doesn't really matter because of the way, the way you use a high mage. But just that, that's another. That's one of the ones where yeah, six dice fiery convocation, six dice fiery convocation. What can you do? No, yeah, and I, th- there's, you know, as you well know, I've got no issue six dice and something. <laughs> and if anything, I applaud the people who do. Um, and a lot of people might say, you know, yeah, you, you know, it absolutely is. Like I play Warhammer because I want to, you, I want to cast magic. I want to use like big monsters, like dragons, like Terrorgeist, Frost Phoenix, Kadai, dragons. Uh, Manticores. I don't whatever the, whatever the monster is. Like that's that's why I play a fantasy. If I just wanted to play combat, shooting and movement, I'd play a historical battle game. Like, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I want to use magic. I want the fantasy element, which is why I love the Warhammer world. With everything we've spoken about there as well, can I one final shout out to the signatures in general? They are really good. Um, like, I quite often run my lizard men with wandering deliberations on a slant because they're incredible. Um, I know high elves can take the is it the lawmaster? Yeah, the lawmaster's got um, all the yeah. signatures. Like, just quickly, very quickly, fireball is never a bad spell. Wissens, we both agree, is one of the best spells in the game. Seer and Doom, situationally, is incredible if you're fighting something with high armor. If not, You've got eight other spells that are very good. Um, Shems again is in the right against the right opponent is incredible. Otherwise, it's just another fireball. Um, Earth Blood, meh. A Shard Blizzard, we also both agreed is one of the, a very 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 good spell. Uh, Melkoth, decent. Spirit Leech, depending on what your leadership is and who you're playing, is also comfortably one of the best spells in the game. Like. The signatures are incredible, and I think people almost forget about them sometimes because things like Final Transmutation, Purple Sun, Dwellers, Pit of Shades, because they exist and they're the big killer spells. Like, let's not forget that the good old signatures are genuinely some of the best spells in the game. I fully agree, and uh, when you talk about Lawmasters and things like that. Not only are you getting the spell, you're getting the um, low attribute. Yeah. So no, that's you cast that's for everything. Yeah, you cast an earth blood, fine, a regen, but you've then healed a wound off Phoenix or whatever, yeah. and that that could make a difference all the way down in the combat phase. So, yeah, really, really, really good, really useful. 
So that's our... T- we're, um, we only had one that was the same, which was Wild Form. But I think we pretty much agreed with each other on all of our choices. I think so. There's so many good spells. You can't say there's a top five because there's not. They're all situational, and there's so many very, very good spells. It has sort of boiled down to the ones I like the most, rather than yeah, <laughs> any sort of battlefield practicality, really. Um, Absolutely. And I think, obviously, we, we also segued off a little bit to talk about laws of magic. Yeah, which fine. It would be hard to do a top five laws, because there's not that many of them to allow a big range. Oh, no, you'd have, to, you'd have to do your top law. Yeah. Well, that might be an idea, actually. But I think top law is more more army specific than spells. Well, it's not going to take a genius to work out what my top law would be. I, yeah. Vampire and vampire. My top law is can weirdly the law of vampires. You know, I, I think it becomes much more of a conversation when you're talking about the more mid range. Armies and the armies that more specifically have access to the only sort of various ones of the from the like the basic laws. So, like, what's the best law for Bretonians, for example, who only have access to heavens and beasts? That if memory serves. That's something I haven't even considered because I'm just so used to you can pick whatever you want. Chaos so, for example, have got access to heavens. Sorry, fire, pursuit, or death. So on a level two or a one, you may definitely pick fire for that fireball. Otherwise, let's be honest, you're picking death or her shut, which is incredible. Um, and death's probably one of as well as comfortably one of the, is the most destructive law in the game. Um, for for empire who can take any spe- who don't have their own law but can take any of the laws in the the book. That's probably when you can then have the concept which law which law is best because you but you can tailor your army to fit your law. So I think the the conversation of best law is very army dependent, personally. Yeah, because it's not it's irrelevant to you to say the law of whatever is the best because half the armies can't take it. So- yeah, and likewise, I could argue law of light is potentially one of the best laws for lizard men but it's also categorically not one of the best laws for elves so it's it's army dependent and situational when you talk about the whole law i think so the takeaway from this entire episode is we've learned Wizards is the best spell <laughs> in the game. i was gonna say we've learned nothing but no we've learned wissons is the best spell in the game and that high elves are ridiculous it's hard to disagree with any element of that, but we'll find out on Sunday when when I bring a fluffy chaos dwarf list to a, a tournament and you bring an outrageous high elf. It's not list to a tournament. Shane said it's not the worst list he's seen, which to a high elf player is like that's a very fluffy <laughs> list. But yeah, I'm interested. Like, just to finish off, I suppose I'm really interested. And looking forward to the tournament on Sunday because it's only two thousand points, so it's a very unusual competition level. You know now tournaments are getting seem to be getting bigger, or some of them anyways. It's like the three thousand points. So it's what do I put in to make up the five hundred point gap? Having to cut down five hundred points and no lords for me, it was like this is 
this is really interesting because well, no Lord and Highlander, yes, is for very very interesting lists, and um, you know maybe if you'll have us on again, we could do a, a where we we talk about the tournament afterwards. Definitely, we'll we'll do that after. Um, but just in in uh, list composition and stuff like that, the restrictions I've found quite um, exciting. Well, exciting. Agreed. But it's no, it's, it's been, no like I've enjoyed writing the list for the yes, tournament. I've, I've, it's been enjoyable to write the list because of these restrictions that I can't take. I can't start with a level four of high or whatever. So what? What else have I got? I can't rely on the magic yeah. to do the damage. So what else have I got in the list? What else I've got in the army? So I've I've enjoyed writing this list, um, and it's it's I've done a three practice games and they've they've won. I've won three of them, which doesn't mean I'm going to win the tournament, obviously. But I'm quite happy with the list that it, as it stands. Yeah. Well, I've had one practice game, so and it's the first time I've played me Chaos Dwarfs in a couple of years, but it worked, so I'm happy. I'm, and I'm happy with my list. I'm because uh, there's, there's a good spread of um, factions. So I'm really interested to see the Chaos Dwarfs because I've only seen them once before. Um, you also get to see the model I have for me Kadai Destroyer, which. I love. I think it's from Woodaxe Miniatures. It's it's beautiful. I think. Well, so I'll be taking thousands of photographs and uploading them all over the place. So get some. Yeah, yeah. Some well, it's be lovely to. Um, you see, if you'll have us back, we can do a, a chat about how the tournament. Yeah. Went what our thoughts were. How did we find the different armies? That'll be really cool. We will do that. We'll um we can get our list and stuff on that one. Um, right. Well, thank you for coming on and discussing yeah. magic. Thank you. For- uh, at long last yes it's been a year and a half in the making but uh, <laughs> well worth it worth the wait but no thanks very much appreciate thanks. it really enjoyed it thanks very much see you all next time